everyone, and welcome. We have a bonus episode for you today. So if you are looking for inspiration and actionable tips, great. We have those for you today on the Business of Life Masterclass Podcast. Barb Zant here, media sales leader and founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, the Stay at Work Home. Mom, stay at work home. Stay at work, mom. Hi, everyone. It's Debbie Lundberg, and I'm actually the guest. So I will let Barb take the lead on this because that's what she's great at. Yes. I'm so excited for doing this bonus episode with you today, Debbie. We love your awesome content. I love your awesome content that you put all over Tampa Bay and beyond. And today I wanted to talk to you about one of the books that you have you know, one of your, you know, I think it was your fifth or sixth book, maybe your seventh book on reversing the slobification of America. Did I say that? Okay. Reversing the slobification of America. You do so Reversing many of the your- slobification of America. Yes. I even yeah. had that trademarked at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do a lot of your articles in Tampa Bay business and wealth. And I'm wondering, it, is that relevant Today, I, I haven't heard you talk about that. You know, please, what inspired you with that original idea, and how how do we take that into where we are now? Well, Barb, originally my thought on it was we are slobs in America. So back, how that book came to be, I'll be very brief. Is the first three books I wrote were were I'm. For those of you who see us on YouTube, I'm looking up because they're framed and I'm grateful. The first book in 2007, believe it or not, was called Have a Nice Day is Not Thank You and No Problem is Not Your Welcome. And that was followed by I Need is Not Please and Sorry is Not Excuse Me. And the third one became maybe is not yes or no. And I'm trying is not I'm doing. So you're, I see you smiling and hopefully our listeners and those who are clients and colleagues and friends know that it came together then by saying, okay, some of these tips, while they were wonderful in 2007, 9, 10, 11, then in, in 2014, 2012, 13, 14, we thought, let's look at what are the most popular and really to everyone's credit uh, beyond me who has <laughs> who has the insight i asked i asked clients and people who bought the books and people who follow and and who i'm grateful for and said what are your favorites and what would you keep in a compilation book so reversing the slobification of america came because i started seeing we're not only sloppy in the way we communicate, behave, and relate to others, we can we can be slobs, like truly think that other people have to treat us well, but we can do whatever we want. And so is it still relevant? Yes, it's a fun, fun expression. I'll tell you when people ask me about it and they see it on my business card or they see the book, they'll often say, oh, I don't usually dress this way. So a lot of people think of it as our attire. And certainly with the pandemic and Zoom and Teams and and more, that might be even funnier now. I believe in 2022, it's likely reversing the self-absorption of America. If I were to retitle it, that may take a lot of new tips. So I think what's, not I think, I know what's happened really in my research, in my conversations and in my own personal experiences that slabification has even turned to like this self-care is good and being selfish is good I agree taking care of yourself but when you're self-absorbed 
and not considering others, that's, it's not only rude, it's, it borders on dangerous because people can really feel alienated and as though they don't matter. I really feel like through the last two years and isolation of many that people forgot their manners and they're, they're not polite on the street. And so this, this topic is so relevant. Thank you. Thanks. I mean, we could talk for days about it and it's not to criticize people at all. This is to remind ourselves. I mean, I remind myself when I am in the car, if, if I'm in traffic or I'm going to be late, it's not anyone else's fault. It's also my opportunity and responsibility though, to communicate that. So instead of sending someone a text that says on the way, I don't know how long that's going to be. Say, ETA is X, Y, Z, you know, is 10.04. So the person knows, and in respecting, we've talked about that before. A really good example is when you and I were, were scheduling something, instead of my saying, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I'm so sorry. I said, thanks for waiting for me because I communicated far in advance that, that there would be a delay. So things like saying, thanks for waiting for me is gratitude instead of feeling like it's such a, such a bother. Early in the pandemic, when you were doing the 10,000 steps by five or six in the morning, I loved it. You often talked about people that weren't saying hello in the morning. And then you started counting that. And I'm like, who wouldn't say hello in the morning when you're jogging or running? It's crazy. It's, it's everybody's choice. And, you know, I, I say and believe that everyone has the right to think and feel how they do, as long as they're not negatively impacting people in a very direct way. So we can have contrary thoughts and actions, but the one time we got a hundred percent was when this one man who just first, we, we thought maybe he couldn't see us or hear us. So we started really waving and we started being louder he was not there. And it was the only time we got a hundred percent and I still see him. It's been two years. It'll be two years on Friday, March 13th that we see him. And we've heard him talking to the person he runs with. Cause then we thought, well, maybe he can't, maybe he can't speak. Or maybe he's, you know, of course we wanted to rationalize that he was this wonderful person who really wanted to participate. And yet it's okay that he didn't. It's that if we're so self-absorbed, sometimes we don't realize that a little act of kindness really positively impact someone else's day. So it's not only about let's not be self-absorbed, let's be self-aware that we could do something seemingly small or almost effortless that the other person could really enjoy. I mean, if this guy ever says hello to us, we are going to be doing black backflips. And and at our age, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I suspect we're going to attempt it. Especially so early in in the morning, a hello and a smile goes such a long way. Along those same lines, in your February article that you send out, you talked about thanking people in the the community for the volunteering that they do or the the boards that they serve on. Can you speak on that? Yes, it's interesting. I just saw a major worldwide organization announce that someone was going to sit on a board. Now we don't sit, we might sit in chairs, but remember someone is serving and volunteering and giving of their time and energy, often resources that we make these commitments. And so I find it really interesting when, when people are announced on a board a volunteer board, I mean, I'm not talking about where they're being paid for banks or, or others, but 
at the same time, I know I just mentioned a, a financial institution. It's, it's like, thank you. Thank you for serving and spending your time and energy on this charitable effort or this chamber, as opposed to congratulations. What I tend to say when people say that to me is I say, thanks, happy to serve and volunteer my time and expertise, because it's, it's not that it's not an honor to be associated with it. It's that we're, we're mixing that up. Like a congratulations is more of something that you strive to do and you achieve it. And so we don't want to minimize the apology. We don't want to minimize the congratulations. We really want to be specific in what we say so that the other person gets it. If you say, oh, I sit on this board, it doesn't sound like you're making an effort and you're not really giving credit to yourself or others that you're serving this organization by being an active board member. And how much more energizing and enticing is that so that others may want to follow in your footsteps? Most of us aren't doing it to put it on a resume or on a bio. We're doing it because we really care and we're invested. So think about that in what conversation it can start with someone else when you say, thanks for choosing to serve and what got you interested as opposed to congratulations for sitting on the board and the person says, thanks. A little bit of a difference and a lot of a different impact. Yeah, sitting on the board doesn't sound actionable. And I think of just a you know big conference room where everyone is sitting there. Where yes. in the world did that even come from? I don't know. I used to say it too, though. I mean, again, these aren't these aren't horrible faux pas. There are things only through the observation and research that I realized the impact it was having. As a, I used to say it absolutely. I want to sit on a board. It's like I don't want to sit anywhere. I want to be active and actionable, like you just said. And then on your way out, instead of Monday morning quarterbacking, thank yes, that you served with. Right. And the next person who comes, it's his or her or their year and whomever follows, there's, there's not a a problem with it. Or, and like you said, not to criticize, I happen to just see that the Tampa Bay chamber, who's a local in our area. And and I had the opportunity to serve on that for six years on that board. And with so many spectacular people, many of whom have been clients now, they had a past chair's meeting or dinner or lunch in the South Tampa chamber where I'm a, I'm the chair elect and happy to do that. They also do it. And and I think that's a wonderful honor because what you're doing is bringing back these, these minds and these, these thought leaders and action leaders, and you get them back together to thank them and also to tap into what their observations and experiences are since they left. And so if we're really grateful and gracious, others will stay involved. If, if you and some of our listeners think about it, many people just leave a, leave a board seat, quote unquote, maybe that's where it came from. Cause some people call them board seats serving a board and, and they don't go back. They don't go back for a year or two years or ever because they felt like it was draining or not appreciated. Were those of us who serve and feel connected, we're still involved. I mean, I haven't, served on the board at the Tampa Bay Chamber for years, and yet I'm still a member. And I did a speaking engagement for one of their events, and I, and I was thrilled to do it. And it was wonderful energy. 
Well, Debbie, I can talk on this topic all day long. Thank you so much for the etiquette tips. I see a follow through on this coming up. We do have some great interviews for you. If you know someone that you think would be a great guest, please make an introduction for Debbie and myself. We would love that. You could follow both of us on Instagram and Facebook at the Business of Life Masterclass and me on Instagram at the Stay at Work Mom. And Debbie is Debbie Lumberg pretty much everywhere. If you liked what you heard, please download our podcast episodes for more, subscribe for future updates, and rate us five stars. We are committed to providing you with five-star guests and inspiration. We appreciate you spending time with us today for on the podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Thank you. Thank you. 